What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning back into the podcast. This is episode three, I believe, right? Yeah. Correct, three. Trace. Yeah, Correct. we are Sudden Death Sports Podcast. And uh, what are we going to talk about tonight, gentlemen? It's, it's been a it's been a long it's, while. Since it's we been a there. while. Yeah, ate some, ate we some missed, Thanksgiving we dinner. missed a lot. I missed a lot. Had a good Thanksgiving break, you know. Yes. I hope y'all ate some turkey and whatnot, because that's what we were doing. If y'all didn't gain ten pounds over break, then you didn't have a good break, baby. Factuals. So, so what's I, on let's, let's uh let's talk about what's happened here recently, and then we'll get to the stuff we missed later. Just we'll just make up some ground. Yep. We uh we witnessed a pretty good NBA game tonight. Golden Warriors, State. Warriors, Raptors in Toronto went to an overtime. Uh, Kevin Durant put up fifty-one points and eleven rebounds. Kawhi had thirty-seven. Um, Pascal Siakam had twenty-six. Still don't know who he is. <laughs> and the Raptors, the Raptors won by three in overtime. Pascal Siakam's basically OG Adenobi, just a I'm, little I'm better. Just really? yeah. They're basically the same player. Now, Blake, did you watch that game? I did not, but I saw a couple highlights. Um, not much, but I saw a little bit of interaction between Drake and Kevin Durant. Champagne Poppy was in attendance, obviously, for the big game. For the big game against the Warriors, so obviously he was there. Right. Him and Kevin Durant were cutting it up because they're friends, like usual, so. Saw that. Celebrity stuff, you know. Yeah, celebrity stuff. We don't know yet. We'll know someday. Probably not, but it's okay. Shout out to all 50 people listening to this. Filming. Shebang. We got them, you know. So, uh, I watched, (laughs) I watched one, uh, one play of that entire game. I had to work. I had to work, so I couldn't watch it. But all I saw was Kevin Durant do that uh, that turnaround three. What was it? Was was it to tie the game? They were down by six with fifty seconds left. I know. I'm talking about the, yeah. the second shot. Yeah, the second one tied it. Where he like was on the baseline, and then he did like a half spin turnaround thing in the corner. And was that on Kawhi? I don't think so, but I'm not sure. I think he made it on Kawhi. That's all I saw from the game, though. That's that's literally it. I saw the numbers, like the final stats, and that's about it. I watched it, a good part of it. Toronto came out, and they went out big. And then Kevin Durant scoring like a maniac the only reason they're staying in games. They're banged up right now, but I don't want to hear the, ooh, they barely lost because everybody's injured because Kevin Durant's not scoring 51 against a good team in the playoffs with Steph and all those guys there. It's just not going to happen. No kidding. They're going to eat up his touches. Like you said earlier, when Draymond and Steph get back in the lineup, they're going to take up all Katie's touches. Just wait till Boogie Cousins gets in there. Oh, my God. I don't know oh, how. Yeah, it's going to be a mess. What would you say? So it's going to be a mess, all of them trying to share the basketball. I mean, that's, you know, that's my um, my first thought on that. But that's what I thought when Katie originally went there. I was like, you know, they got they they have one ball to share. How are they going to make that work? 
somehow they've they've made it work. I mean, in all honesty, DeMarcus Cousins doesn't even need to touch the ball. He just needs to get 15 rebounds a game and then 15 outlet passes to accompany those rebounds. Sounds about right. So, Bro, DeMarcus Cousins definitely needs to touch the ball to be at his best. He's not. He doesn't make him any better defensively. I mean, he's a body. He's a big body. He's. You he's could argue to... Javale McGee's a better defender than Demarcus Cousins. Like, if you're talking about protecting the rim, Demarcus Cousins is one of the best passing centers in the league, though. But that's what the elite big men are becoming now. But like, offensively, he's going to make them unstoppable unless there's chemistry issues with him getting his touches, which we've all seen in September. <laughs> so. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how Boogie will react. You know, he's getting paid two million dollars this year, around two million dollars. He's on a good level of Yeah, to but you to know, win a just won the championship. But and and you know, he's coming off an injury too. You you already know he's going to have limited touches. They're probably going to restrict as it his is. Minutes. Yeah, restricted minutes. Lord knows. Lord knows how he's going to act. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Warriors just seem to have the best luck out of any team in the NBA. So it'll it'll probably work out. Don't even get me started. It'll probably yeah, it probably out. will. A part of me though does hope, well, not hope, but um, part of me thinks you know maybe you know, like y'all said, Demarcus Cousins chemistry wise won't mesh in with those guys. But you know, with the uh, on the bench so far, he seems to mesh with those guys pretty well, and I don't think he'll have a problem. Um when he comes back in the lineup and you know, they're going, they're going through a rough stretch right now, but they get Curry back on Saturday against the Pistons. And that, that always helps them because they're like what five and six this year without Curry or something crazy. It's not, it's not not a good record without Curry. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, obviously DeMarcus cousins will help that out tremendously and they'll be fine by the end of the year. But um, yeah. And people were saying KD could lead a team without Russ. I, I people were saying <laughs> KD can lead a team without Russ. Okay. We're me and him are Whatever. Thunder fans, so you're a new Thunder fan. I am. We accept you. <laughs> Russell Westbrook's been my favorite, one of my favorite players in the league. Though. I'm not gonna talk favoritism though. I need to. I need to. We don't need to. Bring yeah. Last last episode was a little little biased. Yeah. Towards. Uh, Certain teams, so we're gonna try to even that out a little yeah, bit. I agree. Just saying, Russell Westbrook was my favorite player. No, no, I wasn't talking uh, about NBA. I was talking about college basketball. We really biased. We, yeah, we were on episode, so Kentucky for a hot minute. Yeah, so we need to chill out with that. But uh, we'll be just a quick, here. quick segue, real quick. To college basketball. I want to apologize to Gonzaga for calling them overrated yeah. in the last podcast because they beat Duke. So apologies to all you Gonzaga fans out they there. They did beat Duke. We. We talked about that. We said, man, who does Gonzaga have? Who, You know, they're going to play all these Power 5 teams. They come out and beat Duke. Yeah, I called them overrated. I don't know. He's cold. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he was eating. I know they're she, nice, though. Krzyzewski got triggered, though, because, like, they beat whoever they played. I think they beat Indiana last game, and they trounced them uh, – Pounced them obviously because you know six, it was ninety to sixty nine oh, killed yeah. Indiana pretty easy. Shashevsky got mad on the press conference. He's like, "Look, you know, you all have such high expectations for these kids. They're you know seventeen, eighteen, nineteen year old kids. They're gonna have room for error. You know, we're not gonna go undefeated. 
Absolutely. So, you know, just chill out. Yeah. Which I agree with. I agree with. That's I can't so imagine. Funny. I can't imagine how hard it is to just get a hold of these, you know, their kids. Like you said, they're, you know, probably 18 or 19 years old at this point. Yeah. You know, it, it's going to happen. They're going to make mistakes. That's the thing. that They are so talented. It's hard to pick against them. You know. Yeah. But. Yeah. Like you said, at the end of the day, you got to realize they're just kids. They're going to make mistakes. Speaking of making mistakes, my God, dude. Romeo Lankford in that Indiana Duke game, I thought he was going to come out and pour. Pour shots on these dudes. He did the exact He was, yeah. How many points did he end up having? Like, like not 13. I want to say it was around there. I watched that game. I know he had more. Yeah, I know. Romeo Langford ended up having more shot attempts than points, I think. <clears throat> Which, I mean, isn't always a bad case, but he was, he made, like, a really bad percentage of those shots. He had a bad shooting night. Yeah, it was 69-90. Romeo Langford was, had 13 points. He, was three he had 13. For, three for 15 from the field. Oh, oh that's tough. In 35 minutes. Whoa. He got most of his points to the free throw line with seven for ten. The free throw line with thirteen points. So he got. You I said mean, seven for ten. Yeah, seven for ten. So he got seven of his thirteen points just at the free throw line alone. That's but also, I just want to mention, you know, not to like give in, give Duke any slack because you know they don't need it. But it was at Cameron Indoor, which is probably the hardest place to play. You know, maybe absolutely ever. You know, Rupp's crazy though. As well, but um, so, so is Chap. So is Chapel Hill. And, Chapel you know, Hill, Cameron, Kansas, Cameron, Kansas, Kansas. Yeah, dude, all, all those the, places. All the Gonzaga players. has slowly, yeah, <laughs> been a crazy place to play in Spokane. We need, we need to give Gonzaga their credit. Yeah, we need to give them their credit. I, I apologize wholeheartedly <laughs> to uh, everybody from Gonzaga. They shut us up. And you know what? I'm not Big even gonna lie. I'm I'm glad we were wrong because Gonzaga, you know. They've been underrated for some years now. They made it yeah. to the NCAA championship. They almost won. They all, yeah, they almost won. When they had Nigel Williams, Goss, and uh, what? Ooh, he was uh, oh Karnowski, Karnowski, the big, big yeah, Karnowski. He was unstoppable in the paint. Yeah. Dude was nice. That Gonzaga is underrated as a program in general. They should join. They should join a Power Five uh, conference. Yeah, join the Pac-12. <laughs> Where they watch they just for basketball? California, no. Spokane, Washington. It's Washington. That's right. Why I said California? I mean, West Coast. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. All those teams are somewhere on the West Coast. Oh my God, they get so much respect. I mean, yeah, they'd have to play like Oregon and like Bowl Bowl and like UCLA. Always has good teams. So ever since like ever, because <laughs> of John. When and you know Lonzo a couple oh, years yeah. ago and Westbrook before that, so Kevin Love, I mean, yeah. yes, the goat. <laughs> Kevin Love, the goat. Nathan just said that. What were we gonna say, Nathan? Let's go over the ACC Big Ten Championship. Louisville beat Michigan State in overtime. Uh, that was a good game. That was that was Chris, a <laughs> Chris um, Mack hit a shimmy at the end. <laughs> my Louisville's coach at Syracuse. Syracuse beat Ohio State. In Columbus, ouch. Um, Maryland almost beat Virginia. It was at Maryland. And then Florida State beat Purdue by one, and Michigan absolutely 
routes North Carolina. Oh, yeah. They routed North Carolina. 84. Michigan's going crazy. Charles Matthews is still there. Charles Matthews, the ex-Kentucky cat. I see. Yeah, Jordan Poole's still there, too. Why couldn't he hoop like that at Kentucky? I don't know. Michigan's only playing eight deep, though. It's working. Those eight guys are good. <laughs> yeah. He, what's that dude's name? He's got a funky last name from yeah. Michigan. He he had like twenty something points against oh, North Carolina. Raz Diakis, this dude. Yeah. Yes. I, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to say his name. He had uh, twenty four points. He is a forward. Braz Dekis, I think. Brass Deckies? Yeah. Sound? Okay, I'm gonna say Brass Deckies. He's he's cold. He's cold. But yeah, I mean going back to Duke is like they almost lost to Auburn before Gonzaga. If you, that was like, that was a good game. If mm-hmm. you get teams that are gonna play disciplined defense that aren't young, they can beat Duke. Like for Kentucky, for example, they're not disciplined at all. And you got you have a bunch of freshmen that are scoring over thirty points a game in high school. They think they're just going to come in there and outscore them, and you're not out. You're not beating Duke at their own game, so that's why I'm saying I want to see how they play when they play Virginia, for example. I want to see how they. Virginia respond. might be the best, well-rounded, you know, all-around team. They are. Every they year. play. Yeah, I know. They're like they play team basketball. Because they're all. It's hard to. Seniors. I'm yeah, of course, but. They when's the last time they landed the big name recruit? <laughs> I don't know, but they do produce pro talent. So. Exactly. They they make something out of almost nothing. I wouldn't say like, you know, absolutely nothing. Because if you're you know, if you're a pretty good talent coming out of high school, it's a major, major offer if you get offered by Duke. It's a big deal. I mean, um Virginia. Because mm-hmm. ACC. ACC, they're, they've been known to have some great teams in the past, like, 10 years. They've gone pretty far. They got a good coach. Uh, their coach, Tony – I think his name's Tony Bennett. I know his last name is Bennett. I it's forgot Tony what his – yeah, it's Tony Bennett. He's a great coach. Yeah, he's he's underrated. Really good, fundamentally play. sound coach. Absolutely. They had a great run when they lost to UMBC last year. <laughs> Historic um, run. But no, Virginia's like the San Antonio Spurs of NCAA basketball. Pretty much. Because, like, they're just – they play defense and they they take smart shots. I mean, if you watch a game that Virginia's playing, they, like, milk the shot clock. They pass it around. So, that's that's why the scores are so low. So, it's going to be interesting. Because they, play, they play conservative. Conservative. Well, like, it's like in football when you – like you're chewing clock when you're talking about Alabama or like when the Cowboys played the Saints tonight. The key to we'll beat to those teams too. is you you want to run the ball because if you let them jump on you, then you're not going to be able to do what you do. And that's the same thing with like Virginia and Duke, for example, or these high scoring teams. Because Virginia's not if you they're not flashy like if <laughs> by you, any means. If you go on a run against Virginia, you're going to win. I mean, that's just how it that's just how it works. That's yeah. That's gonna be their own. They will beat themselves. Exactly. You know they can waste all the time in the world, but if they get a bad shot or, you know, they miss a shot, 
and the other team scores, they just they, that's how they lose right that, there. That is terrible. They'll they'll have to play catch up, and I don't think they have the pieces to play catch up. No, they've mm-hmm. got pieces to stay or to play. Uh, you know, keep away, basically. But you know, Buffalo plays a game at five thirty a.m. this morning. Buffalo University. Who do they play? Milwaukee. The Basketball Hall of Fame Belfast Classic. Whoa. Are they bringing back the 24 hours of hoops? <laughs> That's all we care about. That's all we Bring care about. Also, 24 hours of hoops. Also, I just wanted to um, point out, I was looking at the stats for this Duke-Indiana game, and Indiana is 5-2 and two this year, 5-0 and oh at home, 0-2 oh on the road. Their two losses were at Arkansas by one and at Duke by 21. And it makes me think if it was at Indiana, they wouldn't have won. They still would have lost, but I don't think they would have lost by 21. Yeah, it would have been a game if they were at Indiana. would have been like 11 <laughs> <laughs> with free throws at the end. Yep. I agree. Would have been more of a game. Because Indiana's a – no, I wouldn't say it's – they're not a powerhouse like they used to be, but it's still a they pretty s- big name basketball school. So it's it's going to be hard, especially if you're Duke and you go to Indiana. Also, they've just rowdy. Yeah, like you said, it's just going to get rowdy. Their fans are pretty dedicated. Also, you know, they have this new found hype around this new coach, you know what I mean? They have a new coach now and, you know, also, you know, that top recruit Romeo Linkford, uh Sean Miller's brother Archie Miller. He was at Daytona before. Ah, okay. He led them to a yeah. few uh, tournaments. He did. He did. I think a couple of Sweet 16 appearances as well at Daytona. Ah. And now he's at Indiana. Um, Sean Miller, his brother, obviously is at Arizona. So. I assume they got a pretty good coach then. I mean, yeah. They beat Marquette, who beat Louisville. So. What was that? Beat Marquette like? handily. 96 to 73, they beat Marquette. Who? Indiana. When was this? This was. Which game was it? It was like their. This was their third game of the year for both teams. Okay. So, what's, what's Romeo, uh, Romeo Langford's stats looking like throughout the rest of the year outside of the he, new game? Because we know he we had a new game. He had 22 points against Marquette. Okay. Let's let me see. Let me see. Still holding that What's top, it? Well, top ten pick he, potential. He's averaging seventeen point seven. That's not bad. What's the yeah? He's, aver- he's averaging seventeen point seven points per game, five point nine rebounds per game, two point four assists, one steal, one block, um, twenty two percent from three. That's not that good. forty six percent field goal percentage. If he shoots twenty two percent from three with forty six overall field goal percentage, that's actually not bad. If he makes he's gone, three, he'll be a lot more efficient. He's gone six for twenty-seven this year from three, but he's he has had two games where he has gone over. UT Arlington, he went over three, and Duke, he went over four. But against UC Davis, he went two for three, and Arkansas in that loss, he went two for five. So, not not bad. Not yeah. bad. He can shoot. Yeah, just when he's in a rhythm, it looks like. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Shooters just got to find their rhythm. And, you know, if I were him, I'd just shoot my way out of the slump. Because, you know, you watch his yeah. high school tape. He can – yeah, like you said, he can shoot. 
Like he's a, he can be a shooter. He's a shooting guard. Yeah. Uh, all right. NFL. Yeah, there's a pr- pretty shocking game tonight. The Cowboys beat the Saints thirteen to ten in Dallas, Arlington. It's Dallas. Yeah. Dallas Fort Worth. But um, they they did what you knew they needed to do. They pounded the ball. They chewed time off the clock, and their defense made a play in the red zone when they needed to. They, um, I wouldn't call it that shocking, honestly, because Cow- listen, the Cowboys are known to chew the clock. Like, like I said, I think it was in the first podcast. I was like, we don't have a, you know, aggressive bone in our in the in the whole team. You know, all we do is play conservative. We always run out the clock. That seemed to be, you know, the main ingredient on beating the Saints tonight, other than the defense, because the defense played phenomenal. I think they held Drew Brees to 39 passing yards in the first half. He was 18 of 20. That's crazy. For 127, a touchdown and a pick. Kamara had 11 carries for 36 yards. He would, he had to leave the game on a questionable no call I saw for that. targeting. Yeah. Jalen Smith probably should have been ejected on that hit. I like Jalen Smith. He's nice. Yeah, he's – I mean, he might be a pro bowler this year. He's he's very good. And he's Van living up – Vander Esch is – man, I, I got to – I wasn't feeling the pick when we first picked him uh, way back in April from the draft. I wasn't feeling him because Calvin Ridley was still on the board, and we needed a wide receiver. We needed a new receiver. So when we took him, I wasn't happy. But man, I got to I got to say, right now it was probably the right decision. Absolutely. Anyway, also just want to point out that um, that makes that four straight for the Cowboys with the win against the Saints, snapping the Saints' ten game win streak. Yep. So yeah, that's Saints, four straight for them. Saints are ten and two. Cowboys are seven, seven and five. Seven and five. And a game that we heavily talked about last time. That was seems like forever ago, but it was forever ago since our last podcast. Yeah. But the shootout between Kansas City and Los Angeles, fifty-four to fifty-one, correct? Something like that. It, it's yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> so you know, yeah, uh, yeah, fifty-four fifty-one Rams win in LA. I mean, the game was supposed to be in Mexico City, so I think LA kind of got the uh, better half of the deal. With that, by getting that move yeah. from Mexico City to LA, the game almost actually didn't happen. Considering it was going to happen in Mexico City, the field conditions were so yeah. poor that that both teams complained that they weren't going to play the game. So we almost saw the best Monday Night Football game ever not happen. So that's crazy just, to think. Listen, I know you, Blake. You're not. You know, you have this thing about you where you say, you know, the Big 12 defenses are trash, which, you know, I agree. I don't say it. they're trash. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen, listen. That That's no, what no. you told me. They're not the best. That's why I said I didn't say trash. You said they're not they the best. Bad. You said they were bad. I will agree with Oklahoma's defense. This is one of the worst Oklahoma defenses I've ever seen, but we are winning games. I don't know, like, I don't know. Well, I know how. It's because the offense and Kyler Murray – but yep. we're just winning games. Anyway, that's not the point. 
what I'm trying to, you know, point out is why is it that, you know, I'll take, I'll take Booger McFarlane, for example, because Booger, he, uh, he, uh, you know, that like, I think that, what do they call it? The Booger Mobile, that thing on the sidelines that, that is comedy. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Where he sits in the Yeah, where he like, sits in the he like obstructs all the fans' views and <laughs> Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Well, you know, he's on call for the Monday night games. Right? Yep, yep. Yeah, I know. He um, you know, he said that that was one of the greatest football games he's ever seen. Blah blah blah. Something about that. And um then during the Oklahoma West Virginia game, he tweets out this ain't football. They're literally the same game. Yeah, it's literally the same thing. I don't. That's very hypocritical. Hypocritical of him. And uh, yeah, I don't know. But it is funny though. How it was a total offensive game, but the end, the ending of the uh, Chiefs Rams game came down to two defensive plays. So that's kind of ironic in a sense. That's what happened with Oklahoma too. So it's, it's hard to say it, but. Oklahoma couldn't win that game without their defense. When you think about it, the defense had two defensive touchdowns. The defense is still bad. I'm sorry. Okay, Mr. Ohio State fan. Our defense is so inconsistent. It's bad too. I, I want to talk. About Maryland put up fifty points. Playoff. Maryland should have won that game. I watched that game. That was a crazy game. Just want to say that was a good game. It's crazy. Reese Davis said it. Um, in the intro to the uh, selection committee show every Tuesday night, last uh-huh. Tuesday night, or no, this just this past Tuesday night, he was comparing, you know, because the whole topic of the whole uh, selection show going into the going into the selection show was who should be number five, Ohio State or Oklahoma, and that's how they started off the show, and then oh, the, um, you know, they said you know that we're comparable teams, and that. In a pivotal game, meaning Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State and Ohio State versus Maryland, the opposing quarterback missed a big-time throw on a two-point conversion that cost them the game. That happened in both games. That's really ironic. You know how Maryland missed that. That's funny. They missed, he missed that. Oh, my God. It was like wide open. I almost <laughs> – He missed that pass somehow. And the same thing happened with Oklahoma State against Oklahoma. Cornelius. Cornelius underthrew that ball so bad. So, it's it's crazy how comparable Ohio State and Oklahoma are, you know. I was telling Nathan earlier that uh, what Oklahoma State lacks defensively, we make up for offensively. And what Ohio State lacks defensively – or, no, offensively, they make up defensively. Basically saying – you know, they have a slightly better defense than us. We have a slightly better offense than them. Because Ohio State has a great offense this year as well. Dwayne Haskins is a monster. I love Correct. Him. He's got big shoes to fill with JT Barrett leaving. He's like one of the best quarter. I know you don't like him, but he, he won so many games at Ohio State. It doesn't matter. He didn't win championships. He won so many. You can't hate him, bro. You can't. He had big shoes to fill with JT Barrett leaving, and he's he's – Doing a pretty good job so far, I'd say. I was not a big JT Barrett guy. 
Everyone knows you weren't. You made it very vocal. He can't. He can't throw the ball down the field. He can <laughs> run for two hundred yards in a game. Okay, it doesn't matter when the when you play a team like Clemson and they're going to stack all their linebackers in the box. It's like that stupid read option they run. Who who thinks Haskins is actually going to keep it? And then he did against Michigan, and the linebacker was shook. Right. That's a great play, though. That was a beautiful. His read option. Oh, it's he about, made it. He made a good read. It's about time he did something diverse. <laughs> I know you're not getting on Haskins' case. Urban. Like and, oh, okay. The play calling. Okay. I'm not getting on Haskins' case. I was about health to say, read, Haskins health. is He's helping y'all, man. I can't say anything bad about Dwayne Haskins. You can't. He's he's a beast. I hope for the sake of y'all. I hope he comes back next year because he's he is eligible for the draft. Because he's a redshirt sophomore. He's a redshirt sophomore. I was actually looking at, um, I think it was Mel Kuyper's big board, newest big board for the draft. He's got uh, Dwayne Haskins in the top 15. Picks? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised. The kid's really good. And, yeah. you know, he's upcoming got, health issues for Urban Meyer out of the blue, probably. He's got good everything. When you look at the tape, he's got a good arm. He's a decent athlete. He can, you know, he can run when he needs to. Um. He's got, like I said, he's got a great arm. Like he can, everyone talked about his accuracy. And he can he sling is, that thing. Yeah, he can sling that thing. He is not disappointed with his accuracy at all. He makes good reads. But that's the thing with Ohio State. Y'all have such, you know, y'all get so much great recruits. Receivers. Receivers. Campbell, Johnny Dixon. Paris Campbell is Michigan's father. <laughs> <laughs> That game. Okay, we got to talk about that game now. We have that game to. crazy. Nathan, I'm I thought it was gonna you, be a close game. You spill it. So what you got to say? Spill the beans. Let's let's hear the Ohio State. What you got? What you got to say? We killed them, bro. And honestly, <laughs> honestly, I I like Michigan as a team, but I never thought Shea Patterson was an elite quarterback. Because he has the exact same problem JT Barrett had. He can't throw the ball down the field when he absolutely needs to. And that allows your defense to limit them. So when we're looking at the game, Ohio State was just – I felt like they were running a JT Barrett offense for Dwayne Haskins and they're two different quarterbacks. And I feel like they had been predictable until they – I feel like their play calling was so diverse. They have – all the talent in the world on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. They just need – they're learning how to u- utilize it. And something that – it's just like they've been so inconsistent and that loss to Purdue, you can't put them in at number four or at number five because I forgot about Georgia. But Yeah, but <laughs> Georgia's not going to be Alabama, I don't believe. If – okay. They have Let's, a chance. Yeah, they do. No, no, they do Georgia, have a chance, right? but I don't think they will win. I don't they definitely they have a chance. I don't either. If they do win, do you do you guys think Bama still gets in the playoffs? Oh god, that's so tough. I think they will, just considering the committee loves the SEC. But like, um, right. I don't know. I don't know. My thing is, if they somehow got in last year with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, you know, <laughs> without a conference championship, they'll get in this year without a conference championship because two everyone wants to see Tua. Everyone wants to see Tua play. It's different from last year though because. The fifth place team was an Ohio State team that had two losses. Right. And it's either going to be Ohio State or Oklahoma that has one loss. If assuming we both win. Yeah. Because um, 
Oklahoma still has to go through Texas. And me personally, as an Oklahoma fan, I'm terrified. I don't – listen, I want to see them again just because if Kyler Murray said it himself, yes, the defense – he didn't say this. He didn't say the defense played bad. The defense played bad. They got It got Mike Stoops fired. He lost his it job did. after the Texas game. But if Kyler Murray didn't – you know, for or have those two turnovers in that game, the I, game probably would have been different. Yeah, it absolutely would. He said it himself. He said, um, without those two turnovers, you know, they would have been in a better position to win the game. And I felt so bad for him after that game. He's crying. I think it was like felt his, so bad. I think it was like his first loss as a starter since high school or something like that. Some crazy stat. I saw that too. That was wild. He started at AM. Like oh, four man, games, man. like he played, like he played a few games at A and M in his freshman year, but he only started a few out of like I think it, I think it was like seven. I want to say six to eight games he played at A and M during his freshman year. That sounds about right. Yeah. So and he, Derek, and, um, Nathan, don't mean to cut you off, no, no, but uh, I want to give my opinion on this Michigan team from a totally unbiased. Stance. I don't care about Michigan. I don't care about Ohio State. Um, <laughs> I just want to say during the whole Harbaugh era, right, since Harbaugh has been at Michigan, Michigan's always been a good team. Don't get me wrong. They've been a good team. Correct. But they've been one of those teams where it's like they get hyped up to like in these toss-up games, but they always end up losing. It's crazy to me how they can't overcome the hub. Like they could never beat Ohio State, which is crazy. Like every other year they play like, I don't know about every other year, but uh, it seems like every year except this year they can't beat Penn State. So, like, those big games, those toss-up games where they're supposed to prove themselves and they never do, which I always thought was weird. So I was kind of, you know, that was in the back of my mind when watching that Ohio State-Michigan game, and it happened again where they didn't come up big in the moment mm-hmm. where they just can't get over that hump. Like, they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, but then, you know, with the teams that they're – you know, going to have good games with or they're supposed to lose to, they almost always lose. So Right. That's what me and Nathan were actually talking about the other night. I, uh, you know, Nathan being an Ohio State fan, he understands that rivalry better than anyone else. So, I was of like, course, of course. I was like, if Jim Harbaugh, does Jim Harbaugh really deserve to be on the hot seat just because he can't beat Ohio State? And Nathan was like, yes. Uh... You're you're brought to Michigan to beat Ohio State. That's <laughs> sole purpose. Literally, if you ask an Ohio State fan, would you rather go eleven and one in the regular season, lose to Michigan and win a national championship, or go like ten and two, not win a national championship and beat Michigan? They're gonna pick beat Michigan. That's how big that game is in Columbus, and that's how big it is in Ann Arbor. So you're brought to one school to beat the other. So he absolutely should be on the hot seat because everybody <laughs> thought that he had the more talented team and he's 0-4 against Ohio State. There's no excuse for that. And you, Brady Hope couldn't beat Ohio State. He's getting so mad, bro. Brady Hope couldn't beat Ohio State, and he had a good record. They, he, did he have Jim Harbaugh's record, though? Jim Harbaugh has, like you said, Blake, he's put together some great teams. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if you can't beat Ohio Man. State – it doesn't matter. I don't I, I don't think you should be on the hot seat. I just don't. If I kind of see where Nathan's coming from though. Cuz like 
I do too. Because like that rivalry is like the biggest in college football history. So obviously, me and you, you know, Derek, you know, we don't really understand it. Well, you understand it with the Red River rivalry. That's crazy. Me, I mean, Kentucky plays Louisville. That's not that big. WKU plays Marshall, like the Moonshine Showdown. Middle now. Tennessee, Middle Tennessee yeah, State. Yeah, Middle Tennessee State. A hundred. That's that rivalry is called a hundred miles of hate. Ohio State. Hundred miles of hate. That's actually kind of kind of a cool rivalry name. And the Marshall one is the Moonshine Showdown, which is interesting. Oh but, yeah, the Moonshine but, Showdown. But like I. Oh yeah, two and ten. No, three and nine. Three and nine. Still got. Hey. <laughs> I'm glad Sam forgot fire. I actually, I actually do want to talk about uh, oh, yeah, we'll get to WKU hire. But um, anyway, like Nathan was saying, I do agree with his point of view. Like when the rivalry is so much bigger than that, you know what I mean? It kind of like at first you think about it, you're like, oh my gosh, one game can't you know decide this whole guy's career. But like Nathan was saying, you are brought in, especially for Michigan and especially for like Ohio State. I almost imagined when Urban Meyer was hired, they said. I don't care if you get one at eleven. That one win has got to be Michigan. It's just got to be Michigan. And Harbaugh was probably told the same thing. I mean, without when you have such a big rivalry like that, you have to beat them, and you have to beat them at least like once. Like you know, Harbaugh has gone zero four, and Nathan said there's no excuse for that. And I I agree. There's been a couple of years where Michigan's probably should have beat Ohio State. And in the Harbaugh era, it's just this year. I picked Michigan to win the game. I, shoot, I did too. I didn't pick a winner, actually. I was just was like, okay, it's going to be a good game. <laughs> I couldn't pick a team, honestly. Because, I, cause, I mean, like, Dwayne Haskins is really good, and I could totally see them winning because yep. of the whole, you know, not being able to, like, go over the hump thing. But then also, you know, Michigan, I've counted them out several times this year. Like, I thought they were going to lose to Penn State. They, and they slaughtered won, so. Penn State. Yeah, they slaughtered Penn State. I thought, like they, I thought they were going to lose that game. 14? In Wisconsin. Something crazy like that. They killed them. In Wisconsin, in Wisconsin or and Wisconsin? And Wisconsin. Oh. But if we're talking about the college football playoff right now, it's what? Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia, Georgia Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Ohio State. So, looking mm-hmm. at it, Notre Dame's in. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, they're USC, locked. But we were almost right about that, too. We were so close for that. Oh my God, that bugged me. USC, USC's oh, the USC game is so bad. If they could, oh my God, I mean, they can't. They how can hard can teams. it be? You, you, lo- oh my God, you're located in Southern California. You recruit all California recruits. All you're telling good. me you can't find five good offensive linemen there? Get out of here. Get out of here. Wasn't recruit from Hawaii? Hawaii makes great offensive linemen. They do. By the way. They actually do. St. Louis High School, that is actually a powerhouse. Also, isn't it weird that, like, only, like, Utah recruits from, like, Hawaii? Like, if you look at Utah's roster, it's, like, all Hawaiian dudes. Like, Utah, only Utah, Utah and recruits from – Yeah, only those two schools, like, recruit from Hawaii. And all their recruits from Hawaii are good. Yeah. So, it's like, what? Yeah, they play good. They they got some good players over in Hawaii. Dude. Uh, hold on, hold on. Wait, one more thing, one more thing. Because I think while we're on what we said or what we brought up USC, I think Cliff Kingsbury was named the uh, That's offensive coordinator. Oh, really? Yeah. He, I think he was named the offensive coordinator today for USC. He was. That, yep, that's he's a OC. Move. That's a good move. That's smart. Yeah. As an Oklahoma um, fan, I, you know, he, he wasn't – his team's underproduced. 
I'll just say that. It's Texas Tech. I'm sorry. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> he is a scary coach. He's a scary good offensive coach. I put him second in second place as the best offensive play caller behind Lincoln Riley. Like I've I wish he went to Western. Genius. If he went to Western, he'd change y'all. He'd turn y'all around. The the whole Western hire is like I don't know. It's so fifty fifty to me. Because... Tennessee offensive coordinator. Eh. Okay, we hired Tyson Helton. Okay, Tyson Helton is Clay Helton's brother. Speaking about USC, which is funny, right? Tyson Helton actually like two or three years ago was the O cord for USC under his brother Clay, but before that, he was the offensive coordinator under Jeff Brom when we won the. Conference USA Championship in 2015 and 2016. So he's acclimated to WKU. He was the O Cord when we won the Conference USA Championship and we were putting up like 40, 50 points a game, that crazy high-powered offense of Brandon Dowdy. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously a positive. But uh, the negative would be his only year at Tennessee. And Todd Stewart, who is the athletic director for Western Kentucky, he – his main he pointed at rankings as one of the reasons why he fired Mike Sanford because we're like ranked like one twentieth, like one twenty eighth and one twenty ninth out of one thirtieth, which is garbage. Oh, so so like okay, looking at that right, you know, it's like okay, he points at rankings, right? So what do we do? We we hire the OC from Tennessee who is dead last in offense in the SEC. He would and be like last. It's Tennessee though. Tennessee I, I was figured, dead last I figured in offense. I would be last. No, it was Tennessee. Oh and God. Western Kentucky was 99th this year in offense. Tennessee was 120th. So we get a guy who statistically was worse. Oh but but from what I'm saying yeah, from the Tennessee right. fans, from what I'm saying from Tennessee fans on Twitter, apparently their O-line <laughs> was garbage and it was his first year, so he couldn't really get anything. Going. Apparently, his recruiting class for Tennessee was pretty good, so that's a plus. Tennessee plus stays snagging some pretty good recruits. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about this hire. It's weird, though, because, like, all the former WKU players love it. They absolutely love it, but, like, all the fans are like, eh. So, like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll Hopefully, see. he can bring something good. I think he will. We'll but, see. Uh, Cause, I mean, if, if you said he, he was uh, the offensive coordinator when they were putting up 40, 50 points a game. I remember that. Yeah, they they had a good team. Yeah, we, we got ranked 24th at the end of the year. We were ranked 24th. That's the highest we've ever been ranked. We beat Memphis in the Boca Raton Bowl. I was at that game, by the way. Great game. Um, I remember y'all playing Memphis. Yeah, that, we had that trick play at the end. That was crazy. Like, at the end of the uh, half. But the offensive coordinator under Tyson Helton, I forgot his name. But he was the offensive coordinator before Tyson Helton at WKU, like Jeff Brom's first year in 2014. So I guess Todd Stewart's just going to get the band back together, it seems. So, <laughs> so I mean, I'm happy about him coming as offensive coordinator because he was there before Tyson Helton with Brom as well. So, I mean, our coaching staff, <laughs> head coaches, Brom offensive coordinator, and the offensive coordinator is a Brom offensive coordinator, so I like it. And also, Jeff What'd you Brown say? turned down. <laughs> What'd you Louisville. say? We'll repeat that one more time. Both the head coach and the offensive coordinator were offensive coordinators under Jeff Brown. Okay, okay, I was okay. I was like, 
I heard Jeff yeah, was I know. offensive coordinator like four different times. Yeah, no, I kind of went on a big spiel right there. No, nah, you're good. You're good. You're good. I get it. Though. I, I get it now. And speaking about Jeff Baum, oh, my gosh. Everybody thought he was going to Louisville. He's staying at Purdue, which I think is smart. I think Purdue yes. is a better program than Louisville right now. But he pretty much alluded to the fact that he will go to Louisville sooner or later. He literally said the timing isn't right. So he's pretty much like, okay, in five years when that job opens up again, I'll be there. Like, I wouldn't – Louisville is in the dump right now. And, you know. Did you see his school shut down? Oh, Trinity. Yeah, Trinity High School shut down because of the threat. But I saw the tweet. It was a, a joking tweet. Yeah, because some dude tweeted, I swear I'm going to burn down Trinity if we don't get Braum. And they oh. took that for real. So, and apparently Whoa. he tweeted right under that, I'm going to stand outside of Trinity with one match or something like to try to be funny. The guy actually turned himself in today. So that's funny. Well, at least he turned himself in. Yeah, he was like, it was totally comical and satirical. It was not an actual threat. And they're like, yeah, yeah, put the cuffs on him, boys. <laughs> put the cuffs on him, boys. All right, Dad, give you a slammer. <laughs> put him in the slammer. My slammer. But yeah, um, Jeff Brom staying at Purdue is a it's a smart move. It's a smart move for him personally, for him because the the whole Louisville, like, I want to say everything outside of the women's basketball is in the dump right now. Basketball, men's basketball is good. They're like what four and two. Yeah, exactly. but they'll be good. They have the number one recruiting class as of right now. Already got more football teams. Yeah, already got more wins than their football team this year. That's the that will, that, that's the that will probably right there. Boom, that will probably change quick though. But it makes me wonder who's going to be a little bit like say coach. That <coughs> who all's out there right now? Who's on the market? I heard no, Butch no. Jones might be going there. We know Mac Brown came out of retirement to go to UNC. That shocked me. That was crazy. Cliff Kingsbury just got hired at USC. Smart move. I think Butch Jones would be a good coach for them. Where's Butch Jones at? Nowhere. Where was he at? Tennessee. Uh, didn't he coach at North Carolina, maybe? I don't know. I, apparently, Mac Brown coached at North Carolina. In, like, the 80s. Yeah, like his early days. His heels. <laughs> Go I'm heels. not thinking he's coaching the basketball team. <laughs> he's like, oh man, oh. for real. <laughs> oh, I had a hiccup. You got Luke May. He's a ten-year senior. I remember that when, dude's been there forever. I remember when he was a recruit. Hey, I think it was our freshman year of high school. He was twenty years ago. Literally, like, think about it. He was getting recruited, or he was in the recruiting class. Uh, like I think it was on the 2015 recruiting class. That was our freshman year of high school. Okay, we're in college now. That's forever Oof. ago. That's forever ago. So, anyway, the last thing I want to talk about for this episode—that's it's a pretty good time to wrap it up too. The so, college football playoff. Like I said, we already said the rankings. This is what I think. I think I think Alabama is going to beat Georgia. I, why, why you get off all up on me like that, bro? I didn't mean to. You straight. I think Alabama's gonna beat Georgia. I think Clemson's gonna beat Pitt. I mean, of course. What's Pitt like? Seven and four, seven, seven and five. five. Yeah. Oh my! Got God. blown out by Central Florida earlier in the year, like second game of the year. 
Really? They, they just got railed by Miami, too, by, like, 30. But um, it's 35-3 or something. Oh, my but, God. And then you got Notre Dame there in. So, at the number four spot, I think if Oklahoma and Ohio State both win and they're somewhat close, I'm going to put Oklahoma in there. You look at Ohio State. Ohio State has the best win out of the two teams. In my yeah, that's in my opinion, that's the thing. They also have the worst loss. It, yeah, and you add Oklahoma mm-hmm. avenging their only loss. Yeah, to a number f- cancels four, out fourteen Texas. Yeah, mm-hmm. Texas number fourteen. Yeah, I, I think a, you put them in. Yeah, yeah. Now the only way I could see Ohio State getting in over Oklahoma without Oklahoma losing is if it's two thousand fourteen all over again and Ohio State just beats Northwestern by forty or fifty. Which could happen, which legitimately it could happen, and I think if that happens, I think you put Ohio State in because I because I think Ohio State Ohio State's had inconsistency problems all year, and if you remember in 2014, they lost to an unranked Virginia Tech team at home for their first for their first loss. Was that the first game of the year? Yeah. So if you look at that, table. and Ohio State just comes out and obliterates Northwestern, it's like. The committee's gonna say, "We they've shown us enough to overcome their biggest, their like biggest flaws. They've showed us that they that they don't have the same issues that they've evolved." While Oklahoma, you could say, has relatively just stayed the same all year. Great offense, horrific defense. The defense did make plays against West Virginia. I did watch that game, but <laughs> it's crazy to say that Oklahoma couldn't win that game without their defense. But for most of it, Will, Will Greer was doing. Whatever he wanted. Oh, yeah. Listen. I, oh, my God. There was a certain cornerback on Oklahoma. He was a five-star recruit. Number two cornerback in the country. And he's getting playing time this year. He's a starter at nickel. And they were just running whatever they wanted to. On so you a freshman? Yep. Well, he'll get used to that, though. I, yeah, I mean, he'll they get They just better. threw him out there to the dogs. He'll get better. The, listen. Our whole defensive, our whole secondary are just some puppies. Like, they're just, they're young. I think our oldest starter, I don't know if Parnell Motley's starting anymore. I thought they were starting. They started. Motley, okay, Parnell Motley is a junior, I think. Yeah. I I think. think I don't know. I haven't, I need to look that up. But Trey Norwood, sophomore. Trey Brown, sophomore. Bookie, freshman. uh, Robert Barnes. Uh, sophomore, who else is starting? Who's, who's that safety? Who's that that other safety? That's gonna kill me. They're young. We get it. They're young. <laughs> they're young. Point is, they're young. All of them. All right. So let's. Anyway, okay. So the point was, Ohio State. Assuming Ohio State and Oklahoma both win, the the jump, or why am I trying to say this? For Ohio State to jump Oklahoma, they would have to have a yeah, they'd have to have a big statement win against Northwestern. Because Northwestern is what, twenty fourth in the country? They're like nineteen, I think. Really? Yeah. I thought they were lower than that. No, they Forgive me, Northwestern. Yeah, we need this what a difference. This was, no kidding. The S or no, the Big Ten uh what's the what's the other side of the conference? You remember when it used to be like the legends and like that was so stupid. It was like the legends and like the leaders. That was their conference names. That was 
Yeah. That was dumb. Let's, what do you What do you mean? The division names in the Big Ten used to be like the Legends League uh, division and the Leaders division. Really? Yeah, for like a year and a half, for like a year or two, they had that. And they realized that was dumb, so they replaced when was it. was this? this? That's corny. That was like a couple of years ago. That's corny. Ew. It was when the whole, like, whenever, it was like in like 20, it, was, it had to be through like 2010 to like 2014 when everybody was switching conferences and all that crazy stuff was going on. Mm-hmm. When like Nebraska went to the Big Ten and like all that good stuff. When's the next uh, conference? Alignment gonna come like. I hope Western, if they do something good, can go from the Conference USA to the American, but they're not. Is that moving well. up? Oh, uh, slightly, yeah. It's what, moving up. Regardless, what, um, yeah. What uh, is a uh, UCF in the American? Or yeah, they're in the American. American. Okay, I guess Americans' big thing a couple of years ago was getting Navy. Navy went out of the independent to come to uh, the American. Memphis is in there too. How how has the committee not ranked Army yet? Army is like ten and two. Probably because they're independent. Yeah, but Notre Dame's independent, and that third. Yeah, but Notre Dame plays like AC. They're basically an ACC. They're basically ACC because they're required to play five ACC teams a year. Lucky them. Why don't they just join the Big Ten? I don't understand that. I mean, they're up in like what Indiana? Yeah. 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 Why don't they join the Big Ten? They don't. Uh, because they do what they want. So pretty much. But let's let's give our final playoff predictions. And what we think is going to happen. Going into selection week. But what's going to happen for the conference championship? Blake, you go first, buddy. Starting one through four. Yeah. I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just want to throw out, sorry about this, but I wanted to be factual about Butch Jones. <laughs> Butch Jones, coached, head coach at Central Michigan, head coach at Cincinnati, head coach at Tennessee, and he's currently at Alabama as an analyst. So, oh, um, I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. And Offensive or defensive analyst? I have no idea. It's his analyst. Probably okay. offensive. But his yeah, head probably. coaching record is 84 and 54, so that's pretty good. Not, so not bad. Yeah. I mean, that's a winning record. And my last remark on Jeff Brom, it's going to be quick, I swear, that um, he's been rebuilding Purdue for like two, three years, so why would he start that process over again with Louisville? Right. So obviously, stay at Purdue. Right. But one through four, I uh, got Alabama, Clemson. Notre Dame, but Notre Dame could be too if Clemson has like a really close win against uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, but I don't. I think they win that one pretty easily. So depending on the win against Pittsburgh, Clemson will either be two or three. They're favored by twenty-seven and a half. By the way, <laughs> see that's what I'm saying. If it's a close game when they're supposed Never. to blow them out, I could see why they would be three. Pittsburgh has instead of two, almost ruined uh, some seasons. Yeah, Pittsburgh is like they, Iowa. Yeah. Like they like beat teams for no reason. But number two, Clemson. Number three, Notre Dame. And number four, gotta go with um, Oklahoma. Just because I don't think Georgia can beat. I mean, obviously, I think they can beat Alabama. You don't think they I don't will? Think, I don't think they will. Absolutely. And I think both Ohio State and Oklahoma get the dubs this weekend. I mean. I don't see why it's such a tough decision. To me, it's pretty cut and dry that Oklahoma has got the nod over um, Ohio State. I mean, if Ohio, it was kind of like the thing a couple years ago with the Iowa I situation. You can't, you can't lose by 29 to Purdue. 
You know what I mean? Like, that's the reason they're not going to get in is the, you know, four-touchdown loss to Purdue. So, I mean, and also, like Derek said earlier, the Oklahoma loss is – I mean, the Texas loss is kind of forgiven in a sense if they, you know, come and win that. Avenge our only loss. Yeah, avenge avenge that only loss. So, I think – I don't know. I just think it's pretty cut and dry that if Oklahoma – and Ohio State are still four and five, are still four and five. I still think, uh, you know, Oklahoma clearly has it. But we yeah, that's my top four. Oklahoma coming in at four. <laughs> Chill out, Nathan. Nathan's just salty because he didn't get his team picked. I'll go last. Yeah, you will go last. All right, I I have the same top four as you, Blake. I mean, but to take up a little bit of time without just you know making it a little yeah. interesting. What if? What if Clemson loses to Pittsburgh? I'd be so happy. Would, would, do they get in the playoff? No. Then there's not even an argument between Ohio State and Oklahoma. Then they both we just both get in. Get in. <laughs> so we need to be rooting for Pittsburgh. Oh, dude, I'm I'm rooting for Pittsburgh. It it could happen. I mean, yeah, I could see that happening because well, Pittsburgh does kind of have that effect. They do these, like. like I mean, it didn't even hit me until now that, like, yeah. Those helmets. They did beat Clemson, like, what, two years ago? Sean Watson's national championship year. Yeah, two years ago. That was regular season. It didn't matter back then. Yeah, yeah. Now it it matters. It was at Clemson, though. It was at Clemson. And they almost – well, no, who was it? This Syracuse this year. Yeah. Anyway. The whole point of that was, you know, Trying to trying to dream a little bit. What if what if Clemson does lose? Do they have the same treatment as Alabama if they lost? Absolutely. The big what if. No, that is a big what if. But that's the thing. The committee loves Clemson. They've loved Clemson since the committee started. But the ACC. Love Dabo. The ACC is so bad. The team in the conference seven and five. Seven and five. I agree. ACC is a little overrated. If Alabama year. loses a close game to Georgia, who's one of the best teams in the country, versus that's, Clemson yeah. to Pitt. That's a great – okay, that's a great point. Yeah, you have to keep Clemson out if they lose to Pittsburgh in the conference. If they lose, they're done. That's a good point. No... I didn't even think about that because Alabama's facing Georgia, who's the number four team in the country. They're one of the best teams in the nation. Yeah. Y'all want to know something crazy? What's up? I both Oklahoma and Ohio State, I think both their athletic directors are in the they are. college They're football committee. So, so that's interesting. So Joke is crazy. So is Frank Beamer. Frank Beamer. Frank Beamer's son's associated with Oklahoma. But yeah, he's a, he's a special teams coach. You have to remember that none of those three are going to be allowed to vote. So the committee's only. Oh, they're not? They don't. They remove. They do it to remove all bias. All bias. Well, oh, that's good. That's smart. If you're that. associated with the school in any capacity. Okay. Okay. That that's I fair. Like that makes more sense. I like that too. But Shane Beamer, yes, Shane Beamer is the. I think he's the like co tight ends coach and special teams <laughs> coordinator. I mean, he's been. I'm listen. The Beamer ball effect has been full. Like it's been very evident this year because we've had like. A couple block punts and um, some really good kick returns. He's it's paying off. That's something we haven't had in a long time at Oklahoma. We we haven't had a very special special teams output. So my top four. Okay, hold on. Let me let me just clarify. Yes. Oh, sorry, because I didn't get to say it. I just said Blake's top four. So yes, 
Um, I got Alabama. I do have Clemson. I want them to lose because if they lose, like we said, I don't believe they'll get in. Sadly, I have Notre Dame. I don't think you should get in if you don't have a conference championship, which is just stupid. Um, it's just a piece to the puzzle. Though. I know. Yeah, you're right. It's a piece of the resume. Um, and I do have Oklahoma because I don't see Georgia beating Alabama. Like you said, they could. I just don't think they will. Ohio State comes in at five. But also, like, everybody in the world besides Nathan <laughs> would want to see Alabama and Oklahoma rather than Alabama and Ohio State. You wouldn't want to see Dwayne Haskins play Alabama? Come on. I would rather see Kyler Murray play Alabama. You're a Buckeye hater, though. Not completely. Yeah, I used to I used to not like them a lot, but, I mean, I'm actually, after that one game, I actually have no ill will towards Ohio State anymore. All right. So. My unbiased top four. I, Here we go. Alabama, He's putting Ohio State in. Alabama, At number one. Number one, Ohio State. Alabama, number two, Urban Meyer. Number three, Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> number four, J.K. Dobbins. Um, yeah. At number one, I got Alabama. I think the X, X factor is in the Georgia-Alabama game is going to be DeAndre Swift. If he runs like he should and can – I think he can, like you saw in the Saints-Cowboys game, I think he can run a lot of clock off the off the timer. And you want it – Timer. Off the timer. <laughs> My bad. Off the game clock. The, I get it. I yeah, get it. A lot of time off the clock. Yeah. And I think you want you want to keep two off the field. Absolutely. And Georgia's got the athletes to at least keep up with them, but I like Alabama. Um, Clemson, I don't see it. I love it, but I don't see it. Notre Dame at number three. I mean, I get it. They're twelve and zero, but they should be in a conference. I'm not a big fan of that. I wasn't a big fan of it last year, but at the same time, you can't put Ohio State in when they have two losses and they lose to Iowa. So number four, like I said, if Ohio State absolutely beats Northwestern by like forty or fifty, I think that they get in. And what I have to say to that is, I don't think they do. I think Oklahoma beats Texas, and I think you put Oklahoma in. Um. And it's just like I see it from both sides, and it's very tough. But it's close. It's, it's super close. It, this might be one of the closest things we've ever had this year. But this just, to, in twenty fourteen, Baylor, TCU, and Ohio State, State that was close. The coaching teams that was so stupid. That yeah, I'm so a, I'm so glad we have a conference championship now. But I actually like how the Big Twelve Championship set up, where you just play everybody in the top two. outright number one and two play. Yeah, I know we should be the Big Ten. But <laughs> to be honest, I just I don't see it. I think Oklahoma beats Texas by probably one possession. I think Ohio State beats Northwestern by a good 14, 17 points. But if like I said, if Ohio State beats Northwestern, like the 59-0 game against Wisconsin, I think that they get in. Fifty. I can't believe y'all beat Wisconsin almost by 60 points. I, I think that – I. do you agree with that? Do you think – if they beat Northwestern by like 50, I think that you put them in. Yeah, that's what I said. I, it's hard to keep Ohio State out if they have a big statement win. That That's exactly what the committee's looking for. For them to they're overcome gonna, their weaknesses. Yeah, they're going to – that's the – factor that's going to separate Ohio State from Oklahoma that big signature win because that Oklahoma's eked out every win this year but they've also been Oklahoma's not Ohio State had a terrible loss and came back from where Oklahoma's been the same every game no matter who they played 
except Florida Atlantic and UCLA. That's all I got to say. Because we listen, like I said, I think it was in the last podcast. It was fool's gold. I fell for the bait. <laughs> that the defense played good. They looked good. Nathan just patted me on the shoulder because I'm about to shed a tear, man. <laughs> yeah, that's we will. I'm sure we'll talk about it recently. We'll probably try to record Sunday. Yeah, we yeah, could probably. We should uh, double up here soon. We should record soon so we can get because you know we've been gone a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be with you Nathan. Yes, you will. What's up? You honestly, like honestly, do not want to see this Oklahoma <laughs> offense play out. You would rather have the Ohio. You'd rather see the Ohio State offense play Alabama than the Oklahoma offense. Because he's an Ohio State do, fan. Do you think Oklahoma's that far away from Ohio State on offense? I think they are better offensively how than much Ohio better? State. They are. They how, are how much better? Statistically. Not exponentially, but there is a definite advantage, I feel like, with the Oklahoma offense rather than the Ohio State offense. It's- I'm just saying I would rather see – Kyler Murray and that crazy Oklahoma offense. I'm not gonna lie. Play Alabama. I would too, because oh my god, oh I love it. Mark, I want to see Marquise Brown against those guys. Oh Marquise Brown god. is unbelievable. He he is. If only y'all had Rodney Anderson. Oh no. He uh, who's the guy who's playing right now? Kennedy Brooks. Kennedy well, Brooks okay. Well, Our premier back. Is Trey Sermon? He's the yeah. starter. He's, they've all been playing. He's, well. Yeah, he's great. That's the thing. He's just getting out. I wouldn't even say outplayed, but Kennedy Brooks. He's hooping. He's almost got a thousand yards on the season. I don't even. I don't even. He didn't even get like meaningful carries until. Uh, no, 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 no. Little, little further than that. A little further back. Uh, I'd like to say the. Bay? Bay? No, not Baylor. Kansas State, maybe? Tan- or, not, what was I going to say? TCU. TCU, that's it. Around um, TCU, b- between TCU and Baylor, I think is when he really, yeah, when he, when he, uh, when he copped on the scene. Because going into the season, he was the, like, fourth or fifth string back on the team. So, he's, he's balling. But, anyway, enough of that. I, I listen. Me personally, I would love to see Oklahoma versus the I would Alabama too. defense. I would too. I try. I don't want to be biased. I would too. I, I, I mean, I'd like to see Dwayne Haskins against that. Defense I, I want to see because that would. Oh my God! You look at the Alabama defense from when was the y'all championship year? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fourteen. No, twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen. It was the 2014 it was twenty. No, 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 twenty. Yeah, yeah. Tw- okay. That twenty fifteen team when y'all beat Alabama. That was fun with Ezekiel Elliott, um, um, Devin Smith, Devin, a receiver. Mike was was it Mike Thomas? I think it might have been. Yeah, Michael Thomas. Thomas. I think Michael Thomas was there. God, I love him. He's a beast <laughs> in the NFL too. Let's, that's 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 a topic for another day. But yeah, but yeah, you look at this offense as well. This offense is you know more explosive and better than that offense. They just have quick athletes: Paris Campbell, Johnny Dixon, KJ Hill, McLaurin, J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, you can Dwayne Haskins. But yeah, um, I think that about covers it for today. But I'm sure that we will post like a playoff reaction, championship reaction podcast because that's something I definitely want to do. So conference championship sure. day is uh, this Saturday, right? Yeah. 
Quick All question right. before we leave. Quick question before we leave. UCF will more than likely win their conference championship this weekend, even though they don't have McKenzie Milton, but they probably still will win their conference championship. Who yeah. who Good. who do you think is who do you think they should play in their bowl game? I think Georgia would be Georgia UCF would be a good game. I feel like Georgia would kind of shut them down. Georgia but like, you know. <laughs> Georgia George, would. Wait, yeah, okay, hold on, wait. Five, hold on. 450 yards. No, that's not even right. They would. UCF would get blasted by Georgia. I mean, they 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 won it. They're cocky. They won it. So I, I want to see okay. them play Georgia and get murdered. They are so cocky you know, for no reason. You know, I really hope it happens so Georgia can beat them by 50. That's insane. Nathan's really tight about this. It ain't even going to happen. They won't play. It's made me mad for two years. Alabama blasted them last year. Why? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't they no, play Georgia? Though? I mean, Georgia's the next best team up, and they're twelve and zero or thirteen zero. So, like, I think it'd Georgia. be a good matchup. I mean, no, I, no, I think it would too. I just well, you <laughs> add another be a good matchup. Not not a good matchup. I'm saying that would be like the only <laughs> matchup good... that would make sense for UCF, yeah. considering they're undefeated. Would... And they're you can't. I'm not saying it'd that. be a good game, but I'm saying that's the matchup. Everybody would want them to have because Georgia off, would be maybe. the next. Georgia would be the next best team up, you know what I mean? And they're thirteen and zero, so they'd be like, "Well, give us Georgia," blah blah blah. But I, they'd get. I don't think it'd be a good game. I think Georgia would kill them. But I'm saying, like, you know, if you had to make a matchup a where fair, it would be yeah, the matchup. best team to play UCF because they're thirteen and zero, I would give it to Georgia. Nathan's losing his mind over here. I, I. <laughs> I, no, I totally agree with Nathan. I told they would get killed by Alabama Chill last year. Out, bro. This UCF debate has irritated me, and I you not, ain't the only one. And I'm, not, I'm not an Alabama. <laughs> I'm not an Alabama fan. I'm not. I I don't like Alabama, but yeah, I have I respect them. And it's mm-hmm. like if you look at last year, we're the national champions. He Nick Saban wouldn't be having me bring in Tua. Jalen Hurts would have been able to play the whole game. Jalen Hurts would have dropped three fifty on their head. And a hundred high, high school Mac would have been able to get four hundred yards. Mac, Mac, high school senior <laughs> Mac. Third string quarterback, five star. Nah, we yeah. looked it up. Max Mac was a three star. Oh yeah, remember? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's my answer Mac. to that question. But I guess we will. I mean, if UCF loses, then their whole thing is going to be, well, we didn't have McKenzie Milton, which, I mean, does suck. That was a Excuses. very traumatic injury, but, like, okay, come on while now. We're, while we're on that positive Y'all can't vibes. escape the smoke. Hold up, hold up. Positive vibes and prayers and good thoughts to McKenzie Milton. Yeah, that was a gruesome injury. I, uh, He's, I a great he better. He's a great quarterback. I don't care what people say about UCF. I like McKenzie Milton. I like Dude's a baller. Yeah. Dude's good. Dude's, Dude's really good. <laughs> They said he had nerve damage in his knee. Oh, I didn't even see it, but I heard it was like one of those crazy, gruesome things that you see was, every once yeah, in a while. It was, it was pretty. It, it was almost like the Gordon Hayward one. Oh man, that's not good. I'm definitely not going to watch it now. But Blake, I don't, I don't know if you could hear me over Nathan just going off beside me. Uh, <laughs> but I, I agree with you. It'd be a fair matchup. To put them in a bowl game together. Shut up. Man. I mean, it only I makes sense. It only makes sense it, to me, at least. 
Don't, don't. I'm not doing it. Okay, good. I, I know you, and I know you're about to go off. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? Okay, anyway, um, but it's hard to, it's hard to say that UCF won't get in the, won't get in the New Year's Six Bowl they will. just because of their ranking. They have to be. They and thirteen and zero. I mean, if they're thirteen and zero, they at least to be. They at least need to be yeah. in it. Hopefully against Georgia, so Georgia can like absolutely kill them. Georgia, or Ohio yeah. State, Ohio. If Ohio State played UCF, that would be Dathan's most favorite game ever. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins would have seven hundred fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I actually hope you don't make the playoff now, so we can. Play <laughs> Our playoff is UCF. I swear. Oh, that would be oh, that would be hilarious. That'd be so funny. All right, well, let's hope for an Ohio State UCF uh, Cotton Bowl or let's whatever. Hope for Oklahoma, Ohio State. What what even what even bowl would that be? If I like the okay, Cotton Bowl the or like Peach, Peach bowl, bowl or something like that. It was the Peach Bowl last year with UCF and Auburn, which is an SEC team and an American team. It'd probably be Peach because sugar. What sugar the, bowl is? Um, what's the other one? Well, yeah, it's sugar bowl and usually bowl. SEC affiliated sugar bowl. Sugar Bowl is the Big 12 versus the SEC, like the number one or number two teams. Sugar Bowl's in the playoffs. Yeah, Sugar Bowl and the Orange Bowl are in the playoffs. Okay, so Rose Bowl is going to be like, if Ohio State doesn't make it, it's going to be like Ohio State and like um, Washington? Washington State, please. Please let me, please. Gardner miss you for Well, Washington. He would, tor- he would tear y'all up. If Washington wins the conference, then technically it has to be Washington because Washington State's not going to be the conference championship. Washington's, uh, Washington is sneaking up. I mean, they're not going to get – I think they're in the top – I know. I think they're in the top ten, though. They're like – No. Are you sure? Maybe I'm tripping. I, I could have sworn they, like, skyrocketed because they beat – um. They won that. It was what's it called? The Apple Cup. Yeah. Something. I wish somebody cared about that game. No kidding. <laughs> I didn't even know They're what it was called. 11. They're eleven. Okay. That game was like eight o'clock on Friday. I was still it full was from snowing. like Thanksgiving. Hey, right. Just to be right, Northwestern is twenty-one. Okay, Northwestern's twenty-one. Yes, we're all about we're all about accuracy here. I love to be. Oh, it's also accurate. Also, John David Booty never played for Alabama. He know, played for I, USC. Yeah, I so I want to correct myself on that one. <laughs> but Alabama did have like one guy with like three first names. I don't know. I forgot who, but I don't know if I can back you up on that because I don't know. I don't study Alabama quarterbacks. I don't care. Maybe <laughs> I don't care. No, but I just wanted to point out that I was in fact wrong. I don't want to be spreading, you know, the wrong knowledge, especially you. as a. I thought he yeah. played for Florida State, but nope. Was... USC. He was the guy after Matt Leiner. Right, I got you. Which was a major letdown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, anything? Any last thoughts, opinions to wrap this podcast up? The Houston Rockets are fourteenth in the Western Conference. Nice. I saw some crazy stat the other day that said one through fourteen in the West was like four and a half games apart. So like. It's crazy. Five and a half games back of a one seed, and they're fourteen. Yeah, like that's insane. They'll be in the playoffs. <laughs> like anybody the can make the effect. playoffs. It's the mellow effect. I'm telling you. Hey, 
He's not even on the team. He all he had to do was start the season with them, and they're just. Hey, you know what's funny? Because these videos are recirculating again of Mello in the gym. It's like, oh my gosh. Are you talking dude. about the tweet where the dude was like, "Is this the only place on earth that Mello can do?" Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the Chris, the Chris Brickley videos. The guy yeah. that trains every single NBA uh-huh. player. It's in that like private gym. I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. It's like Black Ops basketball or something. Yeah. It's called something like that. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of dope. Kind of dope. That is dope. The pickup games. Oh my god! I oh love yeah. Just sit there and watch a pickup game with like some, LeBron and like KD. Those are some legendary pickup games. All right. Okay, but anything, um, yeah, we got to go. Anything significant you want to add? WKU winning national championship next year. Tyson Hill. All coach right. We'll see y'all Sunday. <laughs> They did actually put a hundred k bonus if he makes the college football playoff or a New Year Six bowl. That's it. 100K? In his contract, oh, yeah. yeah, I thought that was weird. I think his contract's like eight hundred k. Dude, throw him, yeah, throw him some millions. If he yeah, makes throw the like three bill if he makes a, a New Year Six bowl. And one more yeah. thing is the college football playoff bowl games this year: the Orange Bowl and the Cotton Bowl. Okay, cool. It's not the sugar. Not the sugar bowl. Okay. And then the peach bowl's that same day as well, but it's at noon. And then the, new, the three other New Year's six are on New Year's Day, and it's the Fiesta Bowl, the Rose Bowl game, and the the Rose Bowl games at five p.m. The eight forty-five that day is the Sugar Bowl, which is weird because they normally have the playoff games on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, but it's on December 29th this year. So really, sure, yeah, I'll be sure to ask off. That's a weird. <laughs> right. That's weird. His boss funds the podcast. Nathan, don't worry. I'll I'll probably be asking off too. Oh, I'm calling sick. I'll be home. I'll be home for that. So, hey, we need to do an in-person live podcast. We'll, we'll do that. I'm I'm home for a month. We'll do that. I am too. That's we bet. have plenty of opportunity for that. All right, bet. Well, the gang's gonna you- take a road trip to see. Western Kentucky shock the world against hey, Wisconsin. I'm, I'm honestly down for that. I really want to do that. Uh, I think we have a chance. Le- legitimately, we Let's have a good basketball it. team this year. We'll we'll plan this out outside of the podcast. But um, thank thank yeah. you guys for tuning in, listening listening to Nathan rant about UCF. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. All right, we'll catch y'all next time. Appreciate. Oh, it. shout out to Darius real quick. Shout out to Darius and the Steelers because he wanted me to mention that. But yeah, we're out after that. So. Yeah, Steelers. Steelers are dope. I hate them. Except for Nathan. Nathan hates Steelers. <laughs> He's a Browns fan. Browns yeah. fan. All right. Appreciate y'all. Peace out, y'all. Peace. Peace.